Hi everyone, I'm Andrea Collins. And I'm Shelly Zorn, and this is Let's Talk Thomasville. A podcast about storytelling through perspectives of the past, our values of today, and our imagination for tomorrow. In this season, we are talking all things workforce. And every time I say that word, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse into the ground. But (laughs) it is such a hot topic in every single meeting and has been since my position here at the chamber. Um, And Shelly, how long have you been in this business, this line of work? So this line of work, almost 25 years, but I've been in Thomasville 10. And workforce has always been a hot topic, but it is multiplied times a million at this point. I've said so many times, and on the economic development or prospect side, it was always location, location, location. What's the building? What's the quality of life? And now the first question is workforce and housing, workforce and housing. I mean, they want to know what's going on. And Andrew, you've been with me on some of these visits. And I mean, we've talked to prospects in other countries. And that's their first thing. They're having a crisis overseas. We know they're having a crisis everywhere in the U.S., all over Georgia. So it's not just Thomasville specific. So this season of Let's Talk Thomasville, we are talking workforce. And who has the magic potion? Nobody. For trying to figure (laughs) out how to mitigate some of these challenges. Um, a, A series of episodes where we are going to talk and discuss different things that we're working on um so in a nutshell let's let's talk a little bit about how we even um how did we get where we are how did we get here did you know like six years ago when you started at the chamber that the work would be so driven by workforce i mean when do you think in the process this really you discovered that this was what we needed to focus on that's a really good question um no i did not know in the beginning that this was going to be the direction uh and i looking back it's a good thing ignorance is bliss um (laughs) but i i would say a i'm very thankful that our business community is willing to share with you and i both and others Mm -hmm what their main challenges are. Uh, So I'd say it took me two years of really connecting with people and trying to understand all things business and what they were facing. It honestly probably wasn't until 2019, which was the year before the pandemic, that I realized that workforce was certainly something that businesses look at when they're looking at relocating. And that was through you allowing me to tag along and understand, you know, like, what does the future look like? And then 2020 hit. Yeah, I think it's been a hot topic for a while. But when 2020 hit and the pandemic, it felt like it went to crisis mode, Mm -hmm. trying to get employees. And so the thing I see is that our employers of every size now, you know, you sit down with them and it was just a conversation and you could mull it over and you didn't have any solutions for them. It felt like once 2020 hit and it was such a crisis from there on, they're really looking for solutions. And and sitting talking to them, they're finding solutions. I'm learning more from them what they're doing. They're paying sign-on bonuses. 
they're trying to figure out how to help with child care, they are saying, hey, if this employee is great and they refer another employee, we'll give them a bonus if the person stays six months. Oh, there's no lack of effort in trying to figure out what they can do. It just seems that employers are much more engaged and more creative and trying to say, hey, if I got to bring lunch in every Friday or if it's about quality of life and you can work at home. I mean, they've gotten real creative. And then I think we're the connector that can say, hey, ABC Company's doing this. Have you considered doing this? I could just see more desperation mm-hmm. on the part of the employers mm-hmm. and and looking for answers. But I know you connected at a conference, right? Yeah, so I, I, it was in 2018. Um, there was a conference that the Georgia Chamber hosted, and that was the very first time I heard a speaker from the Georgia Partnership for Excellence in Education. I've realized, I didn't even know really who they were or how they were formed or what their mission was, but the speaker at the time um, was talking about workforce in a through a lens that I had not heard before. I, my experience, which is you know not too in depth, but my experience in conversations and focusing on solutions seem to really be focused on the immediate need, which are those who are currently not in the workforce that need to be in there. And when she focused on this, what seemed seemed like a radical concept at the time, but really it, it makes sense when you break it down, is she coined this phrase, birth to work. And if your community is not able to identify where your challenges are and work together not in different directions but in but together to make collective impact then you'll just keep being on this rat wheel constantly like you're just going to keep going round and round she wasn't just trying to address hey this is what we need right now and we we want to help with that too but it was more she took it the whole pipeline and what are we going to do to change the pipeline so that in 10 years 20 years the workforce will look different she right she posed it in a long-term perspective and through the lens of education um, which seems radical, but it's not radical. You know, it's not Our that we haven't been doing it. have been working on this forever. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I think, you know, like your, your entities that are able to convene, like your chambers and your development authorities that are able to convene everyone together at the table um, had not necessarily been focused on this in that long-term perspective. The collaborative issue that yes. the Chamber and Development Authority, I can't think of another organization in the county, imagine Thomasville, that can bring together government, nonprofit, business, education, healthcare, like we're Faith the connector. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and so she she started off with um, looking at and peeling back layers of what are we, like what happens in the first three years of a child's life? And she discussed this thing called the still face experiment. And the still face experiment was all about what a mom did when looking at their child and engaging with their child, their baby, their infant, who was, I don't know, maybe six months, seven months, and how that baby engaged. 
And then they would show what the mom and the baby did when the mom totally did not engage. And that introduced me to this term language nutrition. I'd never heard of it. I'd never heard language nutrition. I mean, Mm -hmm. you think about nutrition for your body, food, you think about like health, but you don't think about words and language as a nutrition. And so that, of course, piqued my interest. And really, honestly, at that point in time, I I just kind of tucked it away. You know, I thought, this is really interesting stuff. Let me get to know them a little bit more, do some research. And so that was kind of the very beginning of my, I guess you can say, <laughs> of of the beginning of the whole workforce research and understanding and figuring out how we play a part in that. And you came back to the office really talking about it, excited about it, and you know, then you were the one who brought um, that speaker down here. Yeah, Meryl. And she was able to talk to several of us and kind of get us involved and see, you know, what's different about it. Um, and her approach, the the organization's approach, which the organization was created by the Georgia Chamber and also the Georgia Department of Economic Development, GEDA, Georgia Economic Developers Association, were all a part of this. So Yeah, and they were all doing that for mm-hmm. economic development, but they saw economic development through the lens of education. Yep. And I didn't realize it at that time when I was at that conference, and it took literally like three years for me to piece it all together and think, oh, we do have a place here like this. This organization was formed from the entities that we, you know, the organizations that we're we belong to. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not realize the first time we met with her um, that the phrase birth to work pipeline was going to be so important in the next few years of my life. And we have a joke here at the office that if we put a dollar in the jar every time we say birth to work pipeline, we could probably retire by now. We, we, <laughs> we say it a lot. We say it a lot. <laughs> we, we do. I know. It become, It seems a little, like I said, it seems like we're kind of beating a dead horse in the ground. But really, um, I think we have just opened up opportunity for some really progressive work. But that work is just not going to happen overnight. It's just beginning. And so I think the next step after she came down to talk to some of the leaders here Tell us what the next step was after that. Let's just well, talk you about know, how that unfolded. I, you know, and to be honest with you, I cannot remember how Lisa Billups with the Thomasville Community Resource Center and I connected. But we somehow connected. Uh, and when we did, we both, she had heard uh, Meryl Wilcox with GPEE. Speak. And I did, and we shared in that, in that um, sentiment. And she and I were both on the same page and we're like, you know, there's opportunity here and at that point she had already been talking to the Williams Family Foundation about looking at these types of assessments for our community especially after COVID that was the biggest thing was what does it look like and so we hopped on a lot of calls and really tried to explore what the potential was um, you know, what happens after she leaves and, you know, after the project comes together and we have someone come in, assess our community, tell us what the challenges are, then what do we do? We don't want to just have another, you know, assessment and then there's no work being done. It's a nice book with a lot of data in it. Mm-hmm. That was my concern from the very beginning. But I've been impressed with the organization, especially with Meryl. She spent a year here in Thomasville researching, interviewing people from all sectors, and then she's a great public speaker. All walks of life. Yep. 
Um, she's an educator by nature, by heart, yep. and her ability to communicate and, and resonate with, with everybody was just uh, outstanding. I mean, she did a beautiful written um, version of it, but then she came to the community. We had pre-meetings with each sector. Um, then there was a big community-wide uh, push, and, and she did a great job of what I would say taking facts and figures and data and bringing it to life and making it personal and, and bringing it. And when care. you say bring it to life, I don't mean bring it to life in one presentation. I mean, bring <laughs> it to life in multiple sessions so that she has a lot of energy. Yeah. yeah. And, but yeah. she has to, because one thing I, I, I realized out of this process was that you can't just have one meeting and present and expect everybody in your community to know what's going on. You have to meet them where they're at. And so if you have to create five meetings for five different groups to hear it. She met with educators. She met with businesses. There was one that was open to the public that had more than 100 people there. She went to Rotary and Kiwanis and the Chamber Board, and we presented this to Chamber and Development Authority Board. To nonprofit organizations, yep. boards. Yep, and she had the same energy each time, and I listened to it. You probably listened to it more, but I listened to it five or six times, and I learned something new Every each time. Every single time. time. I, same. Yeah. I know, that is exactly, and... You know, and, and there were times where we would get really fired up and we're like, this is amazing. You know, like this is a very like like holistic approach that could be a lifetime's worth of work for our generation, right, mm-hmm. that we could pass down. But then there would be times where it's like, oh, my God, what did we get ourselves into? This seems like such a monster. Because this is so big. It's this overwhelming. This is bigger than an elephant. Yes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this is bigger than an elephant to take one bite at a time out of. So she did a great job. The community was informed. They started to get engaged. The next step was the committee meetings. Oh. <laughs> so at the big, large, the largest meeting where most of the community was there, Merrill gave an opportunity for people to sign up for the different committees, which were the different pinch points. Mm-hmm. And so talk about the pinch points. That's your area of expertise. I'll let you go through the pinch points. And the pinch points represent the committees. That's right. That's when it got real. <laughs> That's when the rubber met the road. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, I, again, remember when I said one of the questions was, was okay, if we bring in this, this you know, this, this consultant and – she tells us all the things that are you know, challenging or great and what we need to focus on. And then she leaves and she left. Then what? Then imagine Thomasville sat down and said, oh, my goodness, <laughs> we have some work to do. Yeah. But the beauty in that was that she, as a Merrill, the, a project lead, she knew what she was doing because she said, Andrea, Imagine Thomasville is not responsible for this. Thomasville Community Resource Center is not responsible for this. The entire community is responsible for this. If they don't want it, it will not progress. So if they don't sign up for the committee, get involved in the committee, keep the committee going, there's no way that the four people who work at Imagine Thomasville can make this happen on their own. We can convene. We can help with logistics. We can connect, but we, can we, can't, we can't handle these five pinch points by ourselves. That's if right. We, if yeah. we could, we would. And then you also so hired as a de- consultant the great Katie Chastain. Yes, so. <laughs> yes. And I will say she's probably been our saving grace because she has really helped bring it all together. Uh, 
but really, I mean, I kind of, I had to sit down and pray to God quite often. Like, I don't know if we can do this, you know, it's and too big for us. It's too We're big very for us. small. But who am I to question what possibilities are here for our community? Because the community has been showing up. And that's the beauty in this entire piece is people are coming together and they are stepping up and they are passionate and they are doing the work. And I also love the committee meetings because there were lots of new ideas thrown out. But the thing I loved the most was that we had these people in the room, business leaders, nonprofits, government, all the sectors. And sometimes I didn't know what the child care people were doing. I did not know. I know my end of things, my world. I could tell them that and they could tell me what they're seeing from their side. And so we found a lot of times there are people already working on some of these things and we've got to support them and help them. And a lot of times it got down to, okay, we're doing A, B, C, D, E for literacy, but we need the businesses in here. Well, that's that's where we can come in and, and connect them with the businesses. So some of this stuff is brand new and some of it is supporting what's already here and knowing what's already here. Sometimes that's valuable. we just don't know. That's valuable. Uh, in addition to that, uh, Meryl did discuss the importance and so when she presented the model of like okay here's what a lot of communities are doing and if you can if you can vision an arrow moving forward and then within that arrow there are different arrows in different directions that's what a lot of communities are doing so there, there there's efforts that's what we've been doing yeah as a as a community yeah is so the school's doing this they're doing great work and they're headed in the right direction but i don't know what they're doing and i'm heading in the other direction yeah, yeah. i'd say our community is probably that second arrow that visual where you have the arrow moving in, in the right direction and then in there you have bundles together and those bundles are small collaborative efforts so you might have one school system working with one business or three businesses and they're working on something you've got two nonprofit organizations you know and a couple businesses working on something else they're still not collaborating together that third piece was like the hammer that hit the top of the nail for me which was how can we help our community all move together in the same direction is that reality mm-hmm. can that be reality for us in theory it sounds great with the committees it's proving that it can be done it just takes someone who's willing to be the convener mm-hmm. and people have said time and time again thank you for what you're doing like we're not doing this y'all are doing it mm-hmm. like so i feel like you know it's like no thank you no thank you but really <laughs> at the end of the day it's it's, it's take, everybody it's, it's everybody. everybody yeah I I found it real interesting to, um, I think Meryl called it asset mapping. You know, she gave us all the child care providers, all of this, all of that, all the different pinch points. But when you get in the committee meetings, that's when it really comes together to see and hear. Like Lisa Billups told us about programs we didn't even know about. And so we're like, okay, what do you need? You know, how can we help you? How can we support? From the very beginning, um... I was fearful that we were going to try to recreate the wheel, and and I've been proven wrong that you know there's already all Wait, hold things on. going on out Wait, there. Wait, what did you just say? Re? No. Did I say it wrong? No, I've been proven wrong. Oh, I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I said the wrong word. No, no. I thought we were trying to recreate a wheel, trying to come up with some new program, new service. 
And what has happened is like the one example is workforce barriers. One of the biggest ones is housing. So we've been able to get in there and find out what's going on with housing. What's the city doing? What's the CDC doing? What's private? What are I knew what private developers were doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the other things out there. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. So, well, speaking of the pinch points, I know you asked me that questions. I didn't answer mm-hmm. it. Um, but the the five pinch points identified, um, and and we we have realized that the visual for this is like picture a house, <laughs> and at the foundation of that house, pinch point number one is communication and relationship building. There's no secret that there are challenges amongst humans, and there's been challenges from day one, from the beginning of time. We ha- might have different challenges than some of the other communities, um, and then we ha- may have some similar. The most important piece is that we can learn to come together to learn how to communicate and build those relationships. So that committee is there for communication and really to build trust, right? All the things. Because all the other pinch points, we can't work on those until we know each other and trust each other and we're communicating with each other. Because every pinch point, when we start talking about it, they're sensitive topics and they all point to the same thing as people's emotions people's lives there's history there there's experience there yes so if you so pinch point number one communication relationship building and that is the foundation of the house the next is the first floor and if you're looking at two windows window one is early care and learning and that really focuses on our kids that are just now born to the time they go into pre-k so zero to five yes Mm mm-hmm Window number two on the first floor is literacy by third grade. Um, it's again, no secret. Education has been a hot topic here in our community. Um, literacy rates have been a hot topic. And so the results from this study really elevated those conversations, uh, but also brought us together and are bringing us together t- to figure out how we can support what's already there. On the second story of the house, we have two more pinch points that Merrill identified and one is pipelines to post-secondary and understanding the number of people in our community who do not have a credential to gain the skill sets that are needed and the jobs that are needed. The, the fourth and, I mean, the fifth and final one is um, worker barriers. And under worker barriers, you could group There's all those things. There's a lot under worker barriers. There's a lot, <laughs> but the, the things that were really brought to life were affordable housing, what that looks like, transportation, mental health, childcare, and drug and alcohol abuse. Um, now, can we fix all those things? Absolutely not. No. But there, there is so much momentum in trying to chip away at small things. It's just unbelievable if people really knew all the things that are happening. And the beauty is, is that we're all coming together to talk about it for the first time. So we're, we're making progress and moving forward in that collective way. So for each pinch point, there's a committee. We're bringing those people together, just connecting, seeing what they're already doing, not recreate the wheel, and what new needs to be done. And so I feel like the committee meetings are where it's getting real. It's getting real. And um, there's just a lot of exciting things going on. So through this series, we're going to interview someone from each of those committees, from each pinch point. Um, and, and they so identify phase one. Yeah. yeah, that I'm sorry, that identifies mm-hmm. phase two of this project. That's right. Do we know how many phases are going to be? No, we, we, we just don't know. But we do know that... We are entering in phase two, and we are excited to share through this podcast what those committees are doing 
and how they're tying into this entire lifelong project. And you have me on record on recording saying I was wrong. (laughs) I was proven wrong. (laughs) You said it, not me. (laughs) But we're excited that you're going to join us um, for the stories and the conversations that are going to take place. We appreciate you um, tuning in to Let's Talk Thomasville, uh, Season 3, The Workforce Plan. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Thomasville, a podcast produced by Summerhill Creative. Be sure to find other episodes wherever you download your podcast and share with a friend. If you're curious about a certain topic and how it relates to our community, connect with us at imaginethomasville.com or on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Thanks for listening.